So this morning I have Creed's Can You Take Me Higher on my mind for some reason. Wow. Do you know where the nearest hospital is? (laughs) But with good reason. I think probably the biggest news in baseball this offseason is Major League Baseball's decision to remove testing for uh, marijuana from its banned substance list. That's a big deal. Oh, you were doing like a higher, like high high thing. I was just like, what happened? I've known this guy for years and all of a sudden (laughs) he's listening to Creed. What is going on? No, I just, to me, this is a big, big story. Not only is it going to impact baseball, obviously, you know, I'm assuming a lot of players were texting when this news broke <laughs> that this is good, that uh, they, they just have to be counseled in the same way they would be counseled for alcohol uh, abuse. So, you know, they'll be like, yeah, we can control the abuse of marijuana. It just well, the game's on, on 420 on right. April 20th. They're going to be have a whole bananas. Movie. But this is going to impact on we, other sports. So we stopped with the marijuana testing, but should we test for Creed? Like, should we test all the players for if they're listening to Creed? It could be. They might which is a which is a greater societal offense right now? Right. I would say Creed. Creed test for Creed. This is episode one fifteen of Foul Territory, a baseball podcast. I'm John Sumple. He's Jed Rigney. I am Jed Rigney. And this is the super bad episode number fifteen on one IMDb list of all time greatest comedies, a hmm. classic. Many people have liked that movie, and uh, I am not one of them. No, I, I didn't it was... think it was bad. I didn't think it was super bad, but I, I was kind of like, "What's going on here?" And I don't know. I just really, but I, I don't. I don't uh, think people are wrong for thinking it's good. It's well, just it, one of those things where it's like it's one right. of those movies. I think that uh, the reason why it resonated so much is because it took us into a younger generation that wasn't PG. And it was like, okay. that's the way it really is. That's the way kids talk. So it kind of had a vibe to it that really was, you know, most of the the coming of age films are PG, you know, PG, PG-13. This one took it to a whole new level. Right. I think what I was, it's more like in that uh, Anchorman category right. of mm-hmm. like, it's not actually a good movie, but it's, yeah, it's good. It's fun. Eh, like it's people not like super it. good, but it's good. Yeah. I'd go for it. Yeah. So yeah, so in addition to the the the, the ability to smoke marijuana freely, uh, there was a lot of movement of cash last week, and it was funny because we ended well not ended our show, but at one point we were like, well, there's probably a lot going on, but maybe not because it's been more or less the cold stove league for the last few seasons. But no, uh, last right. week uh, everything went off like, you know, skyrockets and fireworks, and it was crazy. Yeah. A billion dollars like that, almost. Is this a, I'm a, not to sound like Alex Jones here, but and chemtrails and whatever, but do you feel like Scott Boris is actually manipulating the offseason market? Because here's here's what I think. This is my conspiracy theory. Is that the last two off seasons, he has purposefully delayed signing players to create tension between the union and the league. Because I think it's to his advantage for there to be tension between the union. Think about it, right? right. You know Harper's going to sign somewhere, Bryce Harper. Right. You know mm-hmm. he's going to sign. But isn't it to the agent's advantage for the players to try to assert themselves and try to get more money in collective bargaining? This is why I think he's a total scumbag. And if I was a 
a player, I would absolutely have him as my agent. <laughs> but the numbers he came in, he has he has raised almost a billion dollars for baseball players right. in the for last th- month. For th- three in particular, over almost $900 million in three players. Un- unbelievable. And that's a $90 million payday for him. Not bad work. No, it's less than that. I thought it was 10%. No, they get something like a uh, sports agency gets something like four percent, something like that. Oh, okay. but still, yeah, thirty thirty six million, not too bad. Yeah, still <laughs> good day, good day at the office. Yeah, still pretty good. But the, it it shakes it. So how does how does a Boston Red Sox fan feel about two things? Well, three things: that uh, Bloom is now the GM. That's one positive thing I would think. Two that yes. they did absolutely nothing, and three that the Yankees did do something. Here's the thing. I don't know if you know this, but the Boston Red Sox won the World Series two years ago. <laughs> a little and over a year I, ago, actually. I, I, am, I am the kind of person that can still enjoy something that happened as far away as 13 months ago. Well, good for you. So here's the problem. Dombrowski won them a World Series, but he did sort of cripple the organization. They're trying to trade David Price. They're t- trying to trade Jackie Bradley Jr. They would have loved if J.D. Martinez had opted into free agency but they're a little bit tight financially they're trying to keep i mean if you look at the numbers look and then whatever maybe they have all this money and blah 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 but who cares who are we to say how a team has to run itself profitability wise especially when a team is spending more than anyone else it's really hard to find fault with a team that's spending more than everyone else and well you're not spending enough right maybe they just want to get below that threshold it saves them something like $45 million over the next three years. That's worth doing. Sure. Like if whoever has run a business, like if they're talking about paring down things and like, and again, I don't know, it's corporate greed and whatever, but Hey man, that's <laughs> make a law that says corporations can't buy baseball teams, something illegal like that. And then we can take that to the Supreme court. It gets overturned. We don't need that. What so- we need, what we do need though is some of these smaller teams need to spend a little sure. bit more money. Sure. But how do you feel as a Red Sox fan about what I feel the Yankees, fine. I think Yankees I think that, thing, it doesn't bother you at all? I think that Cole will make up for the flukishness of last season. I don't think the Yankees will be better than they were last season. Going to win 130 games this year. Next I year. think <laughs> I think the, if you look at what their players did, uh, uh who's the guy they just re-signed? The the guy that they shouldn't have re-signed. The outfielder. Uh, outfielder, yeah, the bald guy, whatever yeah, his name is, yeah, exactly, the bald guy. They don't need him. He's not going to be good. Uh, Gio Urshela had a fantastic year. He will he not have a that. fantastic year again. DJ Lemayhu will not have. He had a better year last year because of the ball. Right here's the thing: they fix. They're going to fix the ball. I think it changes that Yankee lineup, and I think that the team regresses, but then Cole makes up for it. So they're basically just like the slightly better best team in the American league East right now. Wishful still think the Astros are better. I think this sound rationalization awesome. on your part. I, I, I can awesome. deal with that. Yeah. It's going to be here's the, the funniest thing about Cole was I'm seeing all these puff pieces now where it's like, you know, he grew up a Yankee fan. He always wanted to play for the Yankees. Oh, you know what? When he met with, uh, when Aaron Boone met with him, he bought him a really nice bottle of wine. He knew that Garrett Cole was a wine connoisseur. Like, no, they backed up a truck with almost a half a billion dollars in it. And they right. said, please come play for us. And Garrett Cole said, I don't care about living in Southern California. Right. 
Did you see this giant pile of money that I am going to swim through? He's Scrooge McDuck right now, and bless his right. heart, he's earned he's it. Good. Why? Why not? You know, I, I think you look at everybody else was willing to go like seven or eight years. The Yankees went nine, and that's yeah. that's that's thirty five million dollars more. I'm, yeah. I'm game. And but there's part of you, you know, as a as a fan, what the market will bear is fine, you know, and as long as it's there, the players should take advantage of it. But you know, I look at it as like if I was in that situation, I think I would want to play where I would want to be. And I don't think I would squander, you know, I think I would squander $35 million if I was still going to make $230, $240 million. I think I'd be okay with that, you know? John, you sound like a reasonable person. I am. These are athletes. These are fame-hungry. Like, did you see when he left the Astros? Yeah, he like, was wearing a It was like, bye. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, was like, like bye. at the press conference <laughs> after the game, he was wearing, he wasn't wearing his Astros hat anymore. Yeah. He was wearing a Boris hat. Yeah. So, so maybe this guy's priorities aren't quite aren't, like, yeah. hey, where's the best place for He's me like, to live? I didn't win a championship this year, so I'm pissed off and I'm going to, you know, let everybody know within minutes after not being used in the game that I'm upset. Yeah. Also, can we talk a little bit about the idea of like the Astros fixed him? Mm-hmm. First of all, besides the fact that like maybe there should be some allegiance to the team that helps you become the ace that you could be. Right. Let's set that aside because I don't think players should get their money. What if he leaves the Astros and And regresses and regresses to like Pittsburgh Garrett Cole? Is (laughs) Pittsburgh Garrett Cole worth $36 million a year? No. No. Pittsburgh Garrett Cole is worth about $18 million a year. So they'd be paying him double what he's worth. So right. I feel like there's a there's a twenty percent chance of that happening, and as a Red Sox fan, I get so excited about that. The potential of regression. Well, you have yeah. you know Stanton, who is, you know made a fortune last year for doing basically nothing. At what he played in fifteen twenty games, if that much. Yeah. Um, so you know that was a lot of money spent for no production whatsoever. So yeah, I, yeah it's going to well, I mean, be maybe that's the Yankees' move. Right? They're like, we got Ellsbury, we got Stanton. Right. Let's get Garrett Cole in here. <laughs> Obviously, that's a little Red Sox wishful thinking, but I think he's a you know one of the best pitchers in the game, the top five pitchers in the game. And so, did the Nationals overpay for Strasburg? You think? Well, here's the thing about Strasburg's money to from the Nationals; it's always got deferred money, right? Mm -hmm. This is what Mm -hmm. Boris does: is he has the Nationals sign his player first, so it looks like a bigger contract. Right. But it's always got huge deferrals that actually lowers the value of the contract on Mm -hmm. a mathematical level. But on the on the you know the PR level, it's like wow, look, he just set the record for average annual value. But it's like yeah, but with deferrals, but people don't get that far. You know, how people are stupid. They're just right. like oh, they hear the first few words and that's that's the basis of their opinion. So very smart move by Boris to get that big deal done. I think it's a little too much for Strasburg, but a little injury prone guy who. Yeah, I mean, he was very good. 170 but, innings a season. Yeah, exactly. It's a little like, well, I don't know. He could turn into a guy that's worth that amount of money. So why not? But again, absolutely no problem with the player taking that money. So Rendon, uh, the Angels, their consolation prize uh, for not getting Cole. Not a bad consolation prize. Okay, so there's a couple problems with Rendon to the Angels. First of all, Okay, so they got the more stories. Like, I think he should have gone to Texas. If he's from Texas, he should have gone to Texas. One of the stories he said was like, yeah, he was really impressed by the, you know, the Dodgers wanted him. And he was really, and they offered almost the same amount of money. 
And he was like, yeah, but really when it just came down to it, I just didn't want to, you know, the LA lifestyle and like the Hollywood scene, like you're in Anaheim, dude, where, where do you, you're going to live in the same place that you would, you're going to live in like Redondo beach or something mm-hmm. like that with your family. That's where you're going to live. Laguna Niguel, whatever. Same place you would live if you were with the Dodgers. What are you talking about? Right. I, like, I, I, I but just something. like, I got I, an idea. Don't go out into the LA right. lifestyle. I had read that he had no interest in the Dodgers. I mean, that's also possible, but like if you're willing to move to the, to Anaheim, yeah, well, and I'm telling you, it's like the same thing. Anaheim is like, basically it's like a caricature of a small, you know, like a suburban, it's like basically like the sub suburbs of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's why they get away with calling themselves the Los Angeles angels. But it's so crazy for a player to be like, yeah, I didn't want to move to Los Angeles. So I signed with the Los Angeles team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But they, I didn't want to play for the Yankees. I didn't want to have to play for New York, so I signed with the Mets. Well, it's okay, a big man. upgrade, though, for the Angels, but it still doesn't help in uh, uh, the pitching categories. So. That's what I'm saying. Why not just go out and sign two pitchers? Like, sign Bumgarner. And I know Bumgarner went to Arizona because he was like, he wants to hit, but also he's got, like, houses in Arizona and whatever. That was like, okay, so he just wanted to go and be comfortable. That's, I'm not sure I – that's fine. I, he left I a lot of money that. on the table, apparently. It does seem like he, he could have gotten more than, than mm-hmm. what he got. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's deferrals in his, again. So, um, But, like, why not go out and get, like, I don't know, Zach Wheeler and Hunjin Ryu for sure. the Angels. And, like, yeah. you put those together with, like, Griffin Canning and Shohei Otani and just, like, some other guy. Like, that's a rotation. Mm-hmm. The problem with this Angels team is starting pitching. Yeah. And to see them spend like another three hundred million or whatever, two hundred and fifty million, on a baseball on a on a hitter, it's like okay, well, certainly haven't had any problem with that in the past, other yeah. than Josh Hamilton and Albert Pujols. Only two more years of Pujols, and it's done. <laughs> At thirty million a year, it's crazy. You know crazy. what his his WAR is? It's just zero. <laughs> his wins above replacement is just zero. That doesn't merit thirty million. Last time I checked. And he's had negative years. He's had yeah. years where he had negative war. I, I yeah. Well, maybe Rendon's bad in the lineup will help him. Well, his bad in the lineup will mean maybe less at bats for Albert Pujols. <laughs> that's true. That's Push the, him that's further down in the lineup. Yeah, for sure. exactly. So Rick Porcello to the Mets. Eh, One meh. year deal, kind of like a proven. You know, I don't even know where he Bullpen? is in that rotation, but bullpen. Well, maybe? they're telling him he's going to start. So. Okay. But he was more effective in the bullpen, though. I mean, Porcello's a good starting pitcher. He's a good, like, if you're looking for a guy that, like, will do quality starts, you know, it's a pitcher-friendly, skews pitcher-friendly ballpark. You know, maybe when they fix the baseball this year, it'll it'll help him as well. But there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to get, do a year here and then go get some three-year deal to wrap up his career. Mm -hmm. But he should stay in the National League. I think that that... And to stay out of the American League East because I just too much beating up. Yeah, it's just you know sometimes you gotta just you just gotta move on, you know. The Mets haven't done much at all either in the free agent market. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like they, what do they need? You know. Well, they don't need any more outfielders. I think they have right. a, a stable of outfielder, and we have Cespedes saying he's he's ready to return. 
Uh, right after negotiating his deal, <laughs> right? His, I guess it was a he was disgruntled, and they just, I mean, huge pay cut in order for him. Yeah. But that was more of a um, was that was that really a, a negotiation or was it a settlement? well? They were gonna they were gonna file a claim against him for the full amount. Okay. Because so of they his settled accident on... at the ranch, right? Quotes right. in quotes accident. Right. Yeah. So instead of getting whatever twenty eight million. He's only give fourteen million. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's the settlement. Life is. I good. want a settlement like that, John. Me Come too. on. Come on. Let's get. You know, is there a podcasters union? <laughs> we need some help. Wouldn't that be the worst <laughs> gathering of humans on the planet, though? No offense. <laughs> well, let's see what else we got here. Uh, we got. We talked a little bit about Bumgarner. Does he? Does he? I mean, it's just so interesting trade because the Diamondbacks are not kind of. And now they're talking about trading Robbie Ray. It's like, well, you have a one-two punch potentially with those two, but well, they have Zach Gallen. That's the oh, one-two that's punch. That's Ray true. is the number three there, but he's a good number two-ish guy. That's right. that's a solid rotation. I don't know what they're doing. I I saw him sign in. And I was like, this feels a lot like the the Zach Grinky signing, except of course for half the price. Right. Where it was just like, what are you doing? You're not ready to compete. Why are you giving all this money to a dude? But it's like, well, that's an undermarket value contract, and he just wants to ride off into the sunset. I guess yeah. that's not a. He just wants to not be in San Francisco. And can you blame him with all the, <laughs> you know, poop in the streets and the needles and all that stuff? Well, they said that Gabe Kapler did not even reach out to him after he was um, signed as the the new manager, and they said, well, Gabe Kapler, people person. <laughs> Never, never will that phrase ever be uttered in other, anything other than sarcasm. And I, and I read that he probably would have stayed uh, in San Francisco. But as soon as Kapler was brought on board, uh, or not that he would have, but he was cons- open to it. And that because when Kapler came on board, he didn't, you know, you would think one of his first 10 phone calls would have been to Bumgarner. And nope, not a single call. Yeah. So he went Instead, to- Gabe Kapler called his anger management coach. <laughs> And his metrics coach, and said, "Yes, maybe I should yes. should change make less lineup changes." Well, you don't, you don't have to worry about um, Bumgarner in San Francisco. It, yeah, San Francisco uh, shell of its former self, more or less. Not uh, not a competitive team at the moment. Yeah, I mean that's and that's going to be like, I want them to be bad forever, but they actually kind of <laughs> have a sexy farm system that mm-hmm. might. I don't want to say that they're for sure top five but they're going to be a top 10 farm system mm-hmm. they've got some cool players coming you know i hope that they accidentally trade them to other teams for crappy veterans but you know so the rangers just- missed out on rendon should have could have uh yeah. and instead they trade uh, a bag of balls and a dirty jock strap to pick up Corey kluber not a, yeah, that was you know, a weird I, trade that may, this makes is me a feel like trade. kluber is worth nothing because they well, really didn't the get much Maybe people were just kind of, I mean, it's this cheap contract though. Like it's just 17 million and then 18 next year or something like that. Like, ah, it just feels like anyone contending should have gone to get him and paid more than Delino DeShields and and that reliever. I know that reliever is like kind of sexy. He's like, you know, throws a hundred mile an hour cutter and that's pretty cool. But at the same time, like, very little okay. value. If I'm an Indians fan, I'm like, what did we just do? Why didn't we get yeah. more? That's, just that feels feel like right. a sabermetrics trade. Like, yeah. just like buy the numbers. And I don't know that that's 
I don't know. But who knows? It's not like the, the Indians were like not calling teams. They Apparently they were asking for two top prospects from the Angels. It was like, well, I, I don't know. Do they consider Delino DeShields and this reliever to be worth two top prospects? I, Did I the fire break out at Texas, the new Texas Stadium shortly after the trade? You know what's funny is it was before, oh, and like, what? what a great attention uh, distractor. <laughs> yeah. Just right? Sign them, get it, trade them Nothing now. to see here. Right? Move along. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. It's It was a minor fire put out relatively quickly, but is that does that make Texas uh, the new dumpster fire uh, ballpark? I mean, the metaphors, I, I mean, the Mets will always be, but the <laughs> metaphors were were uh, too easily uh, yeah. uh, available. The uh, it's interesting though they will they do say that the fire will not set back the uh, opening day so that's good that's good yeah well it's interesting otherwise they might have to use the other stadium that's just as good as <laughs> and it's not that <laughs> old it's about 20, 24 years old yeah. it's not yeah. that old it's of a stadium yeah I mean you know it's still old enough that DiCaprio would date it but it's getting <laughs> close. So the last uh, big name uh, signing was Gregorius to the Phillies, which is the Phillies are doing some serious uh, upgrades. Yes. They want to compete. Yeah, cuz they got they let Cesar Hernandez go. And so that I guess that moves Gene Segura over to second, to second base. base so you have yeah. Gregorius at And I think that that contract for I mean if he can be 80% of what he was in 2018, like mm-hmm. that's a great contract. And I think that's what he's hoping to do is sort of reestablish his value. Was it a one year? Go out. It's a one year deal. Go out again next year and get like the, you know, the boatload. Get get the five year, mm-hmm. $18 million a year, you right. know, type deal. So, and he's a great player. But, you know, the, the Red Sox just have Glaber Torres. They have Yankees. You know, that's uh, right. The, the Yankees, you know, whatever. The Yankees. <laughs> Red the Yankees, Sox, the Red Sox have Xander Bogarts. <laughs> so for whatever that's worth, um, the best shortstop in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, I think it's a smart move. And then you start, you have a, a third base situation that's a little bit uh, in flux. It's like Kingery and Michael Franco, but they didn't they let Franco? Yeah, Fred, he's gone. Yeah, Frank, well, they might bring him back for, yeah. you know, for less than that they, whatever. But then you have um, shortstop, second base, first base, Reese Hoskins, outfield is Harper. That uh, was a Roman Quinn. And I mean, and in, it's a good team. Like, it's a good team. Putting the pieces together. They're pitching still. Like, Zach Wheeler is your ace. I'm not sure that's the. Right. Aaron Nolan needs to step back up, you know? Like, yeah. he was. 18, 2018, he was like, oh, wow, this guy's for real. And then last year, it was like, Ugh. but again, it's hard to tell. It's hard to gauge. Like, I'm doing a, a dynasty draft right now, a fantasy baseball dynasty draft. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm looking more intently at the 2018 numbers for players because I feel like last year was like this super fluke because of the baseball that you can't count on. And that accounts for home run hitters and for pitchers who just gave up too many uh, more home runs than they normally do uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm kind of doing. No one cares about my draft, so I'm not going to talk about <laughs> it, but I'm just going to say like, but just, just that idea that like we need to, We'll by in to, mid twenty twenty we're going to be like oh okay so it's back to how it was in two thousand eighteen so so when was the last time your mom leaped into the air and jumped into your arms um uh, let's see no <laughs> no no never viral video of Josh Donaldson buying his mom 
a Maserati for quitting smoking. And yes. she goes ballistic and yes. leaps into the air, into his arms. And that was a, it was fun to watch. I think his mom, <laughs> I mean, it's that, you know, when your son is making that kind of money, um, you probably know cool gifts are on the way, but she was extremely grateful. Yeah. That was my first thought. I don't want to be like a, a, a buzzkill, but like, hasn't he just been like giving them all stuff, stuff for anyway, the last, for last ten years, five years, years right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he signed. I mean, a big he's probably made a hundred million so far, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he can afford a Maserati. Hundred million dollars. Yeah, That's a lot of money. I know the agents and the taxes and and whatnot, but yeesh. But the investments. I Not guess. all players invest well, but you know, let's. Oh, let's, that's that's the sad truth. Bad, bad, bad part of sports is the yeah. people that surround themselves, the friends, the quote unquote friends that surround themselves. Oh man, I wish I I wish I was one of those friends. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, you know, knowing somebody who could throw me a Maserati every now and then. <laughs> Here's a Maserati. I would take up smoking just so that I could quit smoking and get a Maserati. Now, that was a that was a great viral video for sure. Yeah. And I love the way he reacted to it too. He's like squatted down and like he was fielding ground balls and you know, it was like his mom's running around the yard like a lunatic. It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was really good. Yeah, I like. The, I'm thinking of the alternate universe where like she jumps on him and it blows out his knee, <laughs> and, and it costs done. him eighty million dollars. He's like, "Mom, I'm gonna have to sell that car. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the receipt." <laughs> so uh, you mentioned this a couple times about the uh, the ball. So you know, after denial, denial, denial all season long that there was something yeah. wrong with the baseball, you know, the core, the way it was wrapped, you know, major league baseball is now coming out and saying, uh, yeah, we lowered the seams. Well, see, the thing is, I like the, their wording. They're always very clever with their wording, John. They say that lowered seams caused the difference in the ball, but they don't actually say who lowered the seams. Mm hmm. That's they don't true. say we lowered it. We ordered the seams to be lowered. They just say that they were lowered to seams. I mean, it's very clever lawyery writing. I, mean, I admire but that sort of my thing uh, with that. The, the thing that bugs me about that though is that when people started bitching and moaning about the ball, they probably could have done a little testing that could have determined that the seams had been lowered, like in say March. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, John. Like, let's say you you have a you're you're de- you're on the dating scene. You hook up with a girl. You had a great time, and like you get a rash. Like you're right. not gonna go get that tested right away. You're just gonna assume it's a rash. It's gonna go away. Right. So, but it sticks around. It sticks around. It sticks around. Okay, now I'll go get tested. And that's what baseball did. <laughs> okay. for, for ten months, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna yeah. deal with this rash for ten yeah. months." Yeah, they had a rash on their balls. It's seeping. I, I think we should have this checked. There's something oozing out of this seam. Uh, I don't know. It's just, but it, this has happened before. You know, baseball tinkers with the height of mounds and you know, the baseball composition and things like this have happened before. So yes. I would rather have it be something that is, uh, you know, I don't know. And and now, but you know, it's in the doldrums of the. Uh, the signings and everybody's is like, oh, it's a quiet time. Everybody's excited about the, their teams for next year. Let's mention 
the seams now because it, it, it will likely not be a big deal. And it's not a huge deal. It's after the fact. So if I'm a pitcher, I'm, I'm like, give me the ball. Give me the 2020 ball. I'm ready because it's going to be a more lively ball for the pitcher. So it'll be interesting. See how the yeah. numbers change next year. Yeah. But they didn't say that they were going to raise the seams, did they? <laughs> All they I did mean, my they- guess is that they're going to, because they already changed them for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. My guess is that they're they're going to, it'll be more like how it was in the playoffs. Okay. Because those are, they when they make the playoff balls, it's a separate run. So they make adjustments. My guess is that because all the, all the exit velocity numbers and the, the distance travel numbers all went down in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, in the aggregate, not like right. on an individual basis. Right. Um, but I mean, still, I saw DJ LeMahieu poke a home run out to right field in the playoffs. So it's, it's still going to be a, a lively ball, but just not as lively. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're in fantasy baseball and you look at a pitcher like I look at Trevor Bauer, who's someone who was like a top ten pitcher in coming into 2019, and then dropped into the you know 25 to 30 range, you know, throughout the year. He could jump He's, back up. I think he'll jump back up. I, 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 I as a matter of fact, I'm betting on it with this uh, dynasty league. So there you go. So uh, let's see. This is a big story. Uh, Major League Baseball is talking about uh, basically cutting ties with minor league baseball. Right. Yeah, because they're like they're trying to negotiate all this stuff, and uh, who knows how true that is or whatever. The problem that I see in it is you have everything that well that the media wants to bring attention to. <laughs> um. They like they just everything gets so hyper focused and like this is a negotiation between two business entities. Mm-hmm. We don't need to know the blow by blow on it. Right. It just it just creates turmoil and upset. And like I don't think they're going to try to sink the sport of baseball. There, everyone's making too, too much, much money. money. No. So Not it's happening. just a question of like maybe maybe minor league baseball came in with like by the way you need to triple everybody's pay or blank and they were just like all right well bye. Right. But that's just a negotiation tactic as you leave. Right. And you just say like, you know what? We're going to have to regroup over here. We're going to figure out how to deal with you crazy people. So maybe that's what's happening. Or maybe baseball is just being jerks and being penny pinchers, which is also a possibility. But it's just one of those things. We're going to shut down all of minor league baseball. They need the minor leagues and they need the affiliations, Mm -hmm. right? Between the major league teams and their affiliates. So you can have people who you trust running, sure. handling your prize possessions. What are they going to outsource minor league baseball? <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Sense. Send them to another country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now all minor league baseball is being played in Malaysia. <laughs> Cheaper there. I'm on the Zimbabwe, uh, <laughs> the Zimbabwe Dodgers. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's small crowds at the yeah. games. Also, be, be careful, uh, Zimbabwe Dodgers players, to stay away from the active minefields that still <laughs> exist in your country. Oh, boy. It's a beautiful country, by the way, Zimbabwe, but they do have active minefields, and that's a little terrifying. So Babe Ruth's uh, bat for the one he used to hit his 500th home run sold for $1 million. At auction. Yeah. That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, more than a million. More than a million. But here's the thing. 
Who cares about his 500? Yeah, that's so that means Isn't it his, weird. Yeah, you would think that his uh, what was it, the 60th home run or the uh, 714, I think it was. Yeah, one of yeah. those would be worth a little bit. If they're, I mean, part of it has to be that they're still around. Somebody, yeah, part of it is the certification of it, right. of course. But like, who, who cares? <laughs> Not for one million. Whoever for bought million it has dollars? a lot of money, for sure. I mean, the economy is doing pretty well, John. I mean, for here in the United States, I don't know about where you are, but it's, the economy is doing really well. I mean, I don't know if it's doing million dollars for a baseball bat. Well, it does sound a little crazy, you know. It seems, here I am. Here's the thing: maybe it's some scam. I just assume now it's all scams. It's just it makes you think about you know what people do with their money. Some people buy their yeah. moms a Maserati. Other people spend you know a million plus on a piece of wood. Maybe Scott Boris is driving up the price on <laughs> on game played baseball bats as sort of a he bid it up to a million dollars because he's got two other ones he wants to put right, on auction. Right. That he wants to get those up. Very smart move. Because he just made Scott a Morris. you know thirty four million dollar commission, thirty six million dollar commission. So he's 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 got some Sheesh. money to burn. Yeah, money to burn. Well, that wraps up headlines. Uh, so baseball is officially moving into the quiet season. Now that some of these you know the last few years we we've had this tension running all the way through February March, uh, but not so much this year. Uh, so it'll be a little bit quiet. That means we have a month and a half, two months before uh, spring training starts. But uh, there'll be a few, you know, moves here and there. Some teams have some holes to fill, so expect to see some trades. So we'll keep an eye on that. But the biggest news of the week, depending on what side of the fence you sit on when it comes to Star Wars, are you a uh, a hater of The Last Jedi or a lover of The Last Jedi? You're going to be either dreading or excited about the Star Wars finale, Rise of Skywalker. Right. But is it really the finale? Well, it's the finale of the trilogy, or the Ninelgy. <laughs> is that a word? But is it really the finale of the Ninelgy, or just the <laughs> finale of the the trifecta trilogy? Well, Kenneth, Kathleen Kennedy says no more trilogies. It's going to be... Kathleen Kennedy is talking out of her butthole. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is beholden to stockholders who are going to make them put out whatever garbage they want them to put out to make as much profit as they can. And that is bless her heart. And you talk about garbage. You know, they talk about the Han Solo movie as being a failure. The thing made three hundred and fifty million dollars. That's a failure. It made money. Well, you know, it's because you're not just talking when you're talking about the The franchise. Star Wars, the franchise thing. You're talking about. It's a weird thing because you're talking. It's a strange uh, industry thing because you're not just talking. You're also trying to recoup the money you paid to Lucasfilm, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So you have how much did it take to make, right? Mm-hmm. Pl- with marketing, probably three hundred million. Mm-hmm. So then, what's it clearing? Fifty million bucks. That's not much and profit when you're looking at other movies making eight hundred, nine hundred. No, but I'm just saying, like, for a movie to break even, sure. it has to make in the theaters. I mean, it's a little different now with streamings and whatever. And I'm right. sure Disney Plus is going to make money. On they're going to make yeah. themselves a lot of money with that. But I'm just saying, and then it's just sort of like the le- the diffused interest. Is diffused the right word? The waning interest? Mm-hmm. The the way it's... They're just the like disgust. they're putting out too many of them. Yeah. And they need to just be like, look, this is a 20-year game where we're going to maximize sure. all the profit out of this. If we try to get it all now... Just like they're just like junkies, they're like trying to get that extra, and also like the the storytelling 
Like I understand, like you want to put people in. You know, Ryan Johnson, I think, is a very good director, but what a horrible choice to let a separate director completely oversee the second film from the first film. That's in, that's insane. Like George Lucas isn't like the best with actors no. and isn't necessarily the best with dialogue no. or with really even storytelling structure and has rec- needed it's other writers to come in, in a and fantasy help. world. He's good at that. That's what he exactly in. like the overseer of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the at Yoda, Uho, if you will, <laughs> yes, the adult Yoda, not the baby Yoda. No, I don't know the baby um, Yoda. I haven't seen. Have you seen the Disney Plus? Stuff? I had yeah, the Mandal. I don't want Disney Plus. I don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> I'll wait for it to uh, show up on. on uh, yeah, I don't know. Torrance, just, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I, I love Star. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've loved all. I, there's, I, you know, people are like disappointed and upset. I've enjoyed them all. I've, I just enjoy the the you know immersing myself for a couple hours in those stories. So, and I'm looking forward to. Although I have no idea where I'm going to be able to see this. Uh, I'm currently in Arequipa. Peru and none of the theaters show anything uh, in um, that everything is dubbed. So there's nothing oh, with okay. subtitles. So um, going to be leaving for uh, Chile on Friday, the day that the film opens. So we'll have to see what uh, Chile has in store for opportunities to see the film. Otherwise, I mean, I've seen every Star Wars movie, the last six of them, the morning that they open. I usually go to the theater with my son. We go and see him. My son is with me uh, traveling, but we're not going to be able to see it on the opening day because we will be flying. So I am interested to see what the response is. Um, it is amazing to me how many Hold people on a second, John. Hold hate on. this film. Do you say you're month. flying? Flying, yeah. See, for some reason, I just assumed in all this, you guys are like on muleback or something, going from place to place. <laughs> buses, for the most part, I haven't been on a plane rickety in a old while. buses, yeah. Like in uh, *Romancing the Stone*, right. when she takes that bus up into the hills. That I just assume that's only what you're doing. Luxury you're taking buses, an actually. airplane, airplanes, three and a half hour flight from Arequipa to uh, Santiago. Jeez. So yeah, wow, ways to go. Wow, you know what? That's more disappointing than the Star Wars films have been lately. <laughs> be honest with you. All right, it's right in the same territory. So nine players with Star Wars movie names in honor of the rise of Skywalker. Right. So we finally have nine Star Wars movies, not counting Rogue One and Solo. Right. Um, so let's do it. Do it. Here we go. Uh, a Sean Newcomb Hope. <laughs> okay. In order? Empire, Are we doing this in order? I'm doing it. In, we're doing in order of release. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, the Empire Hunter Strikes Land Back. Hunter, Hunter Strickland. Very nice. Strickland. Yeah. There. Return of the Jedi Gyorko. Jerko. <laughs> Gyorko. I just read it as Gyorko. I don't know. I'm tired. The Return of the Jedi Jerko. Okay. Which also, like, Mark Hamill does become kind of a jerk. He does. Spoiler alert, by the way. So, not not a bad expression. A Jedi Jerko. <laughs> Next one, The Tommy Phantom Menace. Nice. Easy one, right? Yeah, that was the easy one. Uh, a Zack of the Clones Wheeler. <laughs> a Zack. A Zack. Uh, Revenge of the Sith Lugo. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> the Force Awakens Giles. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
the oh here we go the Miles Miko Last Jedi. Oh, nice. And finally, the easiest one of all of them, the Rise of Sky Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, nice. Or Tawan Walker, the Rise of Sky Tawan Walker. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Looking forward to. It. Are I'm, you Are you going to Walker see Bueller has a job in baseball right That's now? That's true. So we'll stick to that. Do you Do you see yourself uh, in the theaters anytime soon to see this? No, I mean we'll we'll watch it when it comes out. Like I can I can get marginally more entertainment out of a film if I'm just watching it at home. Mm-hmm. Like I can I am able to offset. Like if I'm in a theater and I don't like it, then, or it's like it's meh, then I'm like, why did I just spend like what's that forty dollars for two people? Right, right. I spent forty dollars and I'm like I can't go to the bathroom whenever I want. Right, I can't <laughs> pause. I can't kick my feet up. I can't grab a bite out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, whatever. But, you know, the new chairs, the new comfy chairs in the theaters they have They do make helped, it nice, yeah. They do. You know, com- a nice compromise. But, like, I-, I don't need it to be a great film in the theaters, but I need it to be a good film. And if it starts to be, like, ugh, like the last, whatever. I think the last one we saw in the theater was The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. We saw Rogue One in the theater, and I liked Rogue One. I'm great. I'm I'm Big in that, that one. Yeah. company. There's a lot of people that like that one. Um, yeah. The uh, then there's the. Uh, I mean, it's a little like there's storytelling errors, flaws, and whatever. But like overall, it's a good film. Last Jedi was like, that's it. Just I, n- enough. I, just when she's floating through space, yeah. and then like all of the, the the lesson to be learned is do everything that your your official seniors tell you to do. Uh, follow orders pay you know do what they tell you that's the lesson to be learned from this film and like all the implausibilities in there that are just so far so much further fetched than in any other star wars film i'm gonna pass and and the setup going into that film from the previous seven didn't deliver so that was i think the biggest thing is you you had two different filmmakers who weren't coordinating their storytelling right it's the craziest thing. It's so crazy. Anyway, so we're just like, well, we'll, we'll like wait. we watched Solo at home. I think it was more uh, enjoyable to watch that at home than it would have been in the theater. It was enjoyable. We'll watch I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was it's bad. Fun. I think it was, it was, it fun. was fun. Okay, it was fun. let's do around the horn. We're going to talk a little bit Ooh. about off-season plans for each team. So yes. we're going to do this, the rapid fire. And for those who have never heard around the horn, where have you been? Uh, uh, but I just throw out a team name. Jed gives a, a response, a uh, short response to their off-season plans. So, Padres. Okay, so what the Padres? Because oh, they've already done a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They're just moving outfielders around. They're trying to they're trying to get themselves like a, a major league baseball team, which I admire. From a bunch of outfielders. From but yeah, because <laughs> they have like all they're trying to they're like and then but they traded away Urias. And then they, they, they traded in and they, they got rid of Fran Mil Reyes last year, which I think was a smart move. You know, they're not necessarily doing bad things there. But I think they just need to develop their younger pitchers. I mean, I know they I heard they were in on Strasburg and I could I could see them doing something like that because you want to get the guys like, well, we're going to have them for eight years. Mm-hmm. And it's not like there's a Strasburg necessarily available next year. I don't think they should make a push this year for a playoff run. I think you go for that 85 win right. season Showing and progress. then next year. Exactly. And then next year, see the, the holes that are missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because they have a, just a ton of prospects coming, especially pitching. The the hitting has not been so great. The mm-hmm. it's kind of faltered a bit, but they uh, that should be their plan is just go for eighty five. Then the, and then twenty twenty one they have a real shot at competing with uh, with the Dodgers. How about the Dodgers? The Dodgers are a great baseball team, and they don't really. They've got Blake Trinan, mm-hmm. which I think was a smart move. Like take a year, take a chance, see if he can recover his uh, his form. Maybe help Kelly Jansen a little bit. There's talks of them in trade talks with the uh, for Lindor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that would be a great improvement over Corey Seager. But Corey Seager is a four-win player by himself. So right. it's not like a huge improvement. It's just a two-win. But two wins for a team like the Dodgers is... Josh Donaldson? I mean... I could understand them getting Rendon, but do they really? Does isn't Donaldson like so close to Justin Turner value wise that maybe you just kind of let it play out and then see what you have internally? I don't know. It just I think you, I think they were planning on or trying to get their first big free agent signing in the Andrew Friedman era, mm-hmm. and they they passed <laughs> or they they failed or whatever. You know? Giants. Got to keep rebuilding. Shouldn't sign anyone for of any real value, but they do have a cool farm system. As much as it pains me to say, they have uh, Marco Luciano and then uh, Helio Ramos, and they got another outfielder. I don't remember his name, but it's anyways. It's some really quality stuff coming up, but they're still a couple years away from. So that no free agents. I mean, other than like you know, yeah, end of the filler six million dollar guy right. here just to fill out the roster. Right. Rockies. Now, what I would do if I was the Rockies is I would rebuild because I think I think the the window is closed on what they had. I think Blackman's getting too old. I think uh, Arenado is just – he's Arenado, but, like, what if you traded Arenado? Of course, they gave him that ridiculous contract mm-hmm. extension where they actually I, – I still don't understand the math on it. I had to go back in last week to to look it up. They, they paid him more per year – on the years that he already was under control. Right. Right. Which made, and then give him the opt out for the years where he would be paying less. So of course he's going to take the opt out. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so bizarre. It's, it's one of the more bizarre contracts I've, but it's the Rockies. Like you want to talk about like Jeff Laurie is out of the game. Uh, They're talking about the, the will ponds might be getting uh, bought out Mm -hmm. in the Mets. I mean, the will ponds are the worst. But those Rockies guys, those those owners, they might be the ones that are like next in line for for worth. I mean the the Pirates. I don't know. I love them bringing in Ben Charrington, yeah, but we'll get to the house. Pirates later. Yeah. But um, but the Rockies, I think they should rebuild. Or like you know, they have so many kind of like you know they got Garrett Hampson and Ryan uh, something or other McMahon. McMahon. And they got, but then like, then they go out last year and signed Daniel Murphy because like, why? Mm-hmm. That who who thought that was going to be a good idea other than Daniel Murphy and Daniel Murphy's accountant? <laughs> D bags. I'm not 100 percent sure what these guys are doing because they they're getting they got Bumgarner, which is a smart thing, and they're kind of building something. And like, what's his a five year deal, mm-hmm. four year deal, five years? So they're kind of look thinking a couple of years down the line he'll be like their number two, number three starter for a reasonable price. It's fair. 
but they have some missing pieces as well in the on their infield. Now, Kittle Marte was amazing last year. I don't know that he, I don't know that he plays that that great again because that was kind of flukish. How about the Astros? Well, first of all, stop cheating. <laughs> that would be a big, big first step, yeah. But they have like some really cool uh, young pitchers, and they have Lance McCullers should be ready mm-hmm. to pitch 140 innings this coming year. So I think they're going to transition pretty seamlessly away from the the Garrett Cole yeah. thing. They're still going to win 100 um, games. They're still going to win. Yeah, exactly. They're still in that 95 to 100 win range, easy. And they have so much hitting. And Kyle Tucker is supposed to be full time this mm-hmm. year. And I mean, that's an awesome hitting lineup. Like maybe the best, still the best in baseball. So I mean, that is again depending on how much the cheating actually helps. An- uh, Angels. How about a starting pitcher or two? They need to I'll take one money. at this point. Just get one more starting pitcher. <laughs> just one. I mean, one is going to help tremendously. There, what was yeah. their team at ERA? It was pushing five, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was brutal. Yeah. And also, I think that their their pitchers seem to be very susceptible to that home run ball. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Heaney, who's a very good pitcher, yeah. strikeout guy. You know, uh, very good strikeout rate. But man, he just gave up so many home runs. How about the Rangers? Are they doing the right thing. I mean, Kluber's awesome, and then you've got Kluber, uh, Lance Lynn, Mike Miner, Jordan Lyle. Like that's a pretty dope starting rotation. Like, and I, this is how you do it: you open up a new stadium, you spend the money, you get the players. I'm not sure how the they, they could probably still use a third baseman, right? I mm-hmm. think they mm-hmm. still need it. so. Maybe they get Donaldson. Yeah, uh, Oakland. I mean, Oakland's going to do whatever all the little things they do trade off little pieces here get a younger player but they have a they have a great offensive core and they have these pitchers coming like um aj puck and uh, jesus lazardo mm-hmm. who could actually be aces which they haven't had in I mean, a decade mm-hmm. they haven't had like an ace ace in a decade so yeah they have a in mania if he comes back strong Manaya is a great number yeah. two number three guy yeah, they've got a they've got a good good club Solid club. Frankie Montas, great number two, number three guy. Got to stay off the, the PEDs. Yes. Or the banned but substances. Hey, good news for him. He can smoke he can all the weed, the weed he wants. He wants yeah. Yeah. How about those uh, Mariners? The uh, the big question mark in the Northwest. Who are the Mariners? Is it just me or have there not been as many no Mariners trades? No, no Jerry moves this year. And What's happening? Crazy. I don't know. Is he okay? Has anyone checked well, in? Well, he on wasn't him? in the hospital this year. Remember last year he was making <laughs> deals from a bed in the hospital. <laughs> so maybe that that's something to do. Get I don't that know. guy some Vicodin and let's get some deals going. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. The Mariners. Uh, if you're a Mariners fan, and I am a Mariners fan, uh, following the the the, the Na- or the Nationals, the Marlins. Uh, yeah, I just don't know what's going on there. Really don't. Puzzling. You're like a Marlinser fan. Yeah, Marlinsers. Right? Marlinsers. Yeah, yes. Marlinsers. It was fun going to see the Mariners and the Marlins play each other too. That was that was good last season. I, that was. There, I, was I think you're a very you're very limited company. People who think <laughs> well, that's I wore, fun. I wore a Mariners jersey and a Marlins hat, and people were taking pictures of me <laughs> because they thought it was, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> yeah, because you're an insane person. Right. Right. And then you went and you, you went out to your your tent that you have set up on the street and you were like, great, this is Pan- where I live now. And and panhandle. Uh the <laughs> Pirates. Okay, so I do like the Ben Charrington signing. 
I think he got a raw deal with the Red Sox, but because a lot of GMs get a raw deal with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won them a championship, but he did sign those two contracts, the Hanley Ramirez and the uh, Pablo Sandoval, which they finally clo- gets off the books at the end of this year, the Sandoval contract. Um, but they cleaned house, and they're looking at trading off like Sterling Marte and anyone else that has any value and just – Starting. It's a straight rebuild, right. and they have some nice prospects coming. And the O'Neill Cruz, the shortstop prospect, Kevin Newman is an underrated performer at shortstop right now. But O'Neill Cruz looks like well, he might wind up at third base. He's kind of a tall dude. They, usually, the tall shortstops wind up at third base. But you get a shortstop skill level player at third base. Nice Cardinals. I thought the Cardinals would be a little bit more in on the. I thought that's where Bumgarner would go, but I guess Bumgarner just wanted to go to his ranch or whatever right. in in Arizona. Dune buggies. But the Cardinals need like a starting pitcher. I, I would, they should trade for David Price, and you know have the Red Sox eat half the contract, and then you don't have to give up that much to get him. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like win win for everybody. And I'm not saying David Price is an ace, but he's got World Series ring, he's got playoff experience. And he knows how to like gobble up innings, and that's got to be worth twenty million dollars mm-hmm. to a team. Mm-hmm. Maybe not thirty million dollars to a team, <laughs> but that's why the Red Sox would eat some of it. Cubs, the Cubs are still like a really good team. Though I, I, I still don't understand. I mean, I understand they love Kyle Schwarber, and he's always like, you always hear these rumors like, oh, they're going to trade Kyle Schwarber, and the Yankees asked about Kyle Schwarber. He needs to be in the American League, but he's, for some yeah, reason, MDH. they love him so much there. And he's, But he's such a bad outfielder, mm-hmm. and you can't put him at first base because that's where Rizzo is, mm-hmm. who is a better player than than Schwarber. But they just will not trade the dude. And he's, you know, and all the this, team suffers for it. And they've been dangling Chris Bryant, too. Is that feasible? That's another guy. Well, the, yeah, that's another guy. But, they, again, they have the the – the pieces to pull that off. They have the, you know, shorts, you know, whatever, put bias over at third and move the guys around and up, down, jump around. They got Nico. Was it Nico Horner? Mm-hmm. He could play short or maybe he can play third or maybe blah, blah, blah. But like they have, it's a very good team. I mean, the starting rotation is getting long in the tooth. Quintana, not what he once was. Mm-hmm. Lester, not what he once was. Kyle Hendricks is a good number three. Number two, number three guy, like solid. And you will probably they could, benefit they could really from the, use. The, the, the larger seams, the raised seams, you will probably yeah, I think that. I think Darvish is going to be one of the big winners from the, the raised seams. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm betting on it in my <laughs> dynasty. Brewers. Yeah, th- this is a weird thing. They signed Josh Lindblom, which someone had to sign him. He had a great couple years in Korea. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, Korea. Mm-hmm. And three years, nine million, very safe investment. Could wind up in the bullpen. Could be a starter. All the things. Um, they're talking about possibly trading Josh Hader. Yeah, I don't necessarily bizarre. disagree with that. Like because it's bizarre, but like you know, he wasn't doing that great the second half of the season. Like it, it wasn't the Josh Hader. It was like a Josh Hader. Mm-hmm. But I, if I were them, I'd hold on to him and and. Take another run. Got a solid team. Brandon Woodruff is, I think, is going to be an ace. I think he's a top ten pitcher if he can get his innings up to around two hundred. It's a good team. Plus, you know, Yelich. <laughs> yeah, not a bad player. Reds. I don't know what they're doing. They just signed Wade Miley to a two year deal, 
I'm not sure what they're doing, but I think this is another team that the pitching staff will be helped by the the newer baseball. I think they're still like figuring out their infield and where everything goes and their outfield. And they got Joey Votto at first base making more money than you ever. You don't see guys fall off the cliff that fast usually, he, but boy, he did fell. he, he whew, fell hard. He fell. Yeah. He fell hard. Uh, still got half the league to go here. Yeah, let's do it. Ready? Okay, Tigers. No one cares. No one cares. Who cares if this is an hour long or an hour and ten? No one cares. <laughs> They've all turned it off by now anyway. Uh, shout out to the three of you who still listen. <laughs> Tigers. I mean, they're just straight rebuild. Don't acquire big players. You know, eat some con- acquire some uh, edible contracts so that you can get some prospects with it. But Cabrera can eat those contracts. For you know, Cabrera, and now the thing is, Cabrera can do whatever he wants. He can like he can go full Prince Fielder mode and just start eating everything, right? right. Just because like no one cares, no one cares. the the good The good old days are, yeah. No one's watching. No one's so watching. who cares? Just eat whatever you, whatever you want. Whatever he wants, right? Indians kind of in a flux right now. Yeah, man. They traded Kluber and they got what they liked, I guess. But woof. I mean, they have, they have some good prospects coming. Like they have uh, George Valera and then Nolan Jones outfield and third base, respectively. And they still Jose Ramirez still started off real slow last year, but Can turned you, it on, turned into looked like the old Jose Ramirez. And they got Lindor, of course, and but know, their, their, time Reyes. To, their time to retool, though, I think would have been last year because they have to know that, you know, the, especially with the Twins getting better, the White Sox, we'll get to them in a minute, uh, are much, much better. So, uh, yeah, yeah the, the, that window of, you know, still winning games and being mediocre was probably last year because if they if, yeah. if they just turn the dial down and, and trade Lindor, they're in a they might as well be in a full rebuild. I mean, unless they trade Lindor for like Corey Seager and a prospect, right. then yeah, it's like, well, are you really rebuilding? Or are you just kind of like, well, we just saved whatever, $8 million and we can spend that on whatever or not spend it because we're cheap. Right. So, Twins. Yeah. Like you're saying the twins, I think the twins and the Indians are the teams to beat in that division. The white Sox are doing the right moves. They're stacking up their lineup. They have starting pitching. Giolito, Kopech supposed to pitch most of the year. Dylan Cease could be still something. Ronaldo Lopez. Like, it's the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure that they're – I think they're a 500-record team, maybe a little better. But that's a – that division's getting tougher to just say, oh, the Indians have it. Then you have the Royals. And that's what makes it the easiest division in baseball is the Tigers and the Royals being in the same division, tanking mercilessly. Right. I mean, again, we talked about this last week. Hiring Mike Matheny was just a brilliant move by the Royals. They will lose more games for sure with him at the helm. Mm -hmm. Like that's just that pushes them at least two draft picks up in the draft Mm -hmm. with having Mm -hmm. him lose games. How about the Braves? What the Braves do, they, I mean, the thing is like, they can't really go out and get an outfielder because they have Drew Waters coming this year, mm-hmm. right? And they have a, and they got, they don't really need a third baseman because they have Austin Riley, who was a third baseman, who they moved to the outfield. But Acuna, Albies, here's a weird thing in, in our fantasy league, John, like no one wants Ozzy Albies. Wow. And I don't know if they just don't want it. 
want him because like he's on my team. <laughs> Nobody wants. And, to like trade no one wants. Everyone they, just assumes if they're trading with me, they're getting screwed. Right. And hey, fair enough. You know <laughs> what I mean? It happens. I would say half the time I wind up out on the uh, in the in the distinct advantage, whereas the other half the time so I either get I either even. get screwed or it breaks even. Right. But yeah, it's definitely a preponderance of me uh, winning trades. So a lot of it's just luck, though. Like some of the guys I pick up are just luck, and other times it's like, well, that's just bad luck. Like I traded for um, Brent Honeywell. Like he's not even in anybody's top two hundred anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that happens. I make bad moves. Yeah, I draft players that go nowhere. Yeah. How about the Mets? But I also draft Acuna and Soto, right. and you're, you're doing well. Yeah. How about the Mets? I mean, the Mets, I think, are basically the same team that they were last year, right? Without I Wheeler. Mean, they have a, but I think Porce- ultimately they're the same a, because they have Stroman. Yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, Stroman Porcello probably equals Wheeler plus whatever, but Vargas. <laughs> uh, did they still have they had yeah. last year yeah. i don't know it's a weird team yeah. i don't and as far as i know the as far as i know the the high budget team right i mean that's well they're paying cespedes less so well that's true yeah so so know. maybe he comes back uh, you know i love conforto yeah. i got conforto everywhere in my fantasy leagues i love that guy he hits the ball so hard on base homers runs i think the team's gonna score a lot of runs but oof. phillies now, with the Nationals losing Rendon, Scherzer getting a year older, do the Phillies become the best? I mean, it's like Phillies, Nationals, Braves, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, and then the Mets are not that bad. This, I mean, again, the Marlins are the Marlins, but like this is the best division in baseball, mm-hmm. right? Now, very strong. I mean, each, the Mets, I could see the Braves, the Phillies, and the Nationals each winning 90 games, mm-hmm. and then the Mets. 80-ish, so close to that too. Yeah. And the Marlins. 80, I mean, 85, 88. 60. But see, here's the thing. I like what the Marlins are doing. Yeah, and they're going to move pitching. the fences in a little yeah. bit. They're doing little right? things. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a little more run scoring, right? Yeah. They're, they're, but they've got. They're 60. I like that trade, the Gallon trade. I think they're going to. They might not lose 100 games this year. Hoping. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Did they, how many did of, they lose last year? Were they? They lost 100 last year, didn't they? Pretty they sure must they have. Is there a way to is there a way to check that? Does the technology exists. Yeah. Does the technology exist? The Googles could probably let us know. Hey, go ahead. Google it. The this standings. is really entertaining. This is so entertaining yeah, for go. the three of you that stuck that around. We may be down to one at this point. Uh they <laughs> lost 105 games last year. Okay, yeah. So I could see them getting to that ninety eight range, ninety eight loss. They weren't Detroit Baltimore, but you know yeah. the third worst yeah. team yeah. in baseball. So uh, where were we on the list? So I get, does that bring us to the Nationals? Right, Nationals. Did we talk uh, about that? Yeah, Nationals. Yeah. Well, we I sort of kind of collectively dumped them, dumped them, them all yeah. together. A, so we're good. Now apparently they're in on the Josh Donaldson. Yeah, bidding. I would think that would make sense. I it's very I'm very curious to see what their move is. Right, like do they take their victory, their World Series, and kind of be like, all right, nah, I we're think good. I think they're going to spend a little more money. Want to see if they can right. do it again. Hey, they have the pieces. Yeah. I mean, and they did that with a Scherzer that was not 100%. So if they sure. could get him they closer get him, to 100%. Yeah. They've they, they got the pitching for sure, and they still have the bats. Yeah. The young bats are going to play. Just, you know, that that would be a, a nice nice addition to definitely yeah. pick up Donaldson would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. you got to figure they're bringing up Carter, uh, Carter Keeboom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
by the beginning of the season, by early in the season, and that's going to be like their, you know, pair him with uh, Trey Turner. Yeah. And that's your middle infield. So, how about the Red Sox? Well, I think they need to trade a couple of these guys or at least see if they can move some of these contracts. They're just, they're right up against the thing and they just still need relief pitchers, but they just don't have the money. And then look, I don't, whatever. How many they, rings have they won since? Four, five. It's four, right? Four? It's four rings yeah. since 2004. Not a bad run. So they kind of do whatever they want and like put a, you know, they got Mookie Betts. They're going to have to figure out whether they're going to be able to keep him. If you figure Mookie Betts, he's got to get at least the Rendon deal, right? right? Mm-hmm. So that's what eight years, two two forty. Well, they talked it? about moving him too. Is that would you do that? I mean, I wouldn't do that. I would resign him. Mm-hmm. But if he wants to go to free agency and goes somewhere else, then like, well, just take the draft pick. But if I were them, I would, I would not trade him mid season. How about the Yankees? Yankees are you know they'll be as good as they were last year. I don't think they need anything else probably just a few pieces here and there but that goal the coal signing is it's big it's a huge move and it will again the regression that you're going to see from some of these other players that it immediately covers for that blue jays okay so they're kind of in the market for starting pitching right like Mm -hmm. ryu and i think they're trying to put this thing together a little bit right like they have nate pearson coming this year and they have of course they're the young the, uh, the young bats and they got a couple more young bats coming. And then there isn't a lot really beyond that. So they kind of have to start looking at what we can get in free agency. So they're looking at like starting pitching. I think the bullpen's fine for now, but they probably need a starting pitcher or two. And then, you know, maybe get them into that 82 win, 85 win mm-hmm. area where it's like, oh, we're respectable. How about the Orioles? I mean, just it's so bad. <laughs> just so bad. Like, they're so bad, they make the Marlins look not bad. Right. That's how bad the Orioles are. And, you know, their farm system is not well-known for developing talent, and they don't – they have some young guys. Uh, was it Yusnel Diaz, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Hayes, uh, DJ uh, Stewart? Like, these are all kind of outfielder DH types. And, of course, they already have Chris Davis, you know, making $25 million a year at DH. So, so – I guess he plays first base sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a bad year. They shouldn't acquire free agents, though they may need to sign you know a, a guy off the scrap heap here or there just to fill out the roster. The Rays it's always making sneaky moves, trading away this guy for that guy. Getting you know they did the they traded away Tommy Pham because mm-hmm. um, they don't need. He's a center fielder, and they don't need two center fielders. They have Kiermaier, and so they trade him for the slugger to save themselves. Oh, I don't know, 11 million bucks. So they could spend that on something else. They got this third baseman outfielder from uh, Japan they just signed for two years. Huge on-base percentage guy. It's interesting to see where they just seem to – they're so smart at how they put teams together. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to be right there. I think they're this, you know tied with the Red Sox for second-best team in that uh, in that division. That wraps up around the horn. Made it through. Made it through. Uh, let's move on to extra innings and let's take a look at what's going on outside the world of baseball. Yes. So I'm I'm very proud of this first bullet, and I'm sure you're aware of that. Uh, yes. Um, my alma mater, my high school, Newtown High School, uh, won their state championship seven years to the day 
of the uh, the Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, Sandy Hook was my elementary school. Newtown was my high school. And they won the state championship on a walk-off. Not a word that you would use too much in football, but it was a walk-off state championship. Pretty darn awesome. And to watch. Yeah, like it's a movie. It is. It is a movie. Like it's, this is like, this is the stuff they put in movies and you're like, well, that's probably not how it really happened. This is how it happened in real life in this town on this date, on this anniversary. Unbelievably awesome moment in sports and in, in, in just society. And of course, it doesn't get much play because everyone's angry about everything else. But what just what such a wonderful moment in sport. And it's got it's got a. I think it it because Newtown being so close to to Bristol and New York City that they got their chances to be featured and highlighted on ESPN and NBC, which was awesome to get some national exposure, you know, to something like this. And it was a, an amazing <laughs> ending to a game. You know, three seconds yeah. left and and not a hail mary, but a thirty six yard fly pattern and the guy was wide open and just yeah. you know a joyous moment you know and yeah. whether you are a fan of sport or uh it, it had nothing to do with sandy hook it still is a magical ending to a to a game it was it was awesome yeah. sports has a tendency to do that every once in a while you get one of those magic moments and that was definitely one of them yes and speech speaking of magic moments this next news one? came out this week that Jason Derulo said his huge penis had to be edited out of the movie Cats. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. You, know, you don't see a lot of cat appendages uh, in 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 reality, let alone in the theater or the movie theater. So yeah, Jason is proud. I would assume. Yeah. I the thing is, like, can't we all say that though? Like. Can it be like I post a photo on Instagram and be like, sorry, guys, I had to edit out my huge penis from this photo. That's why my penis doesn't look so big in this photo. Oh, I can't wait to see it now. I just want to I'll be looking for that edit. But you're not going to see it. No, you won't. That's the whole point. They had to Photoshop it out or whatever they do with computers. A little CGI-ish. Yeah. So what's coming up next? Uh, find out why your favorite player ditched his former team in free agency on the It's a Giant Pile of Money show. 